0: All right, the team is here. Greg Matzik is in the studio. Debbie's in the traffic center. Sam is producing the show this afternoon. And our friend Tori Lowe from 1017 The Truth is with us. The Tori Lowe Show is from 1 to 4 Monday through Friday. Tori, thanks for stopping by.
1: Hey, how y'all
0: doing? Great. I've been waiting to talk to this topic about you because yesterday we had State Senator LaTanya Johnson on. And she is advocating for changing the Amber Amber Alert system. Because right now, an Amber Alert, the thing we all get on our phones... Only gets sent out if very specific criteria is met. And so a lot of children go missing, and we don't get an Amber Alert, and we never know about it. You work with a lot yeah, of families. Yeah, and I got to deal
1: with that. Because yeah. people be like, Tori, why wasn't there an Amber Alert? Well, only until recent where I saw the criteria. And I started realizing, A, hey, like, many times when, when these young kids go missing, they, nobody knows who did it. Nobody knows what kind of car they're driving.
0: And those are two of the parameters. You These have to are know a The suspect requirements for and the no Amber vehicle. alert.
1: Yeah, so are they technically missing if you know that information? Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, they're I'm still missing. Saying, they're missing, but if you know who did it and you know what car they're driving, it's just a matter of tracking that person down. Well, many times we don't know who did it. So that's why the Amber alerts weren't going off because it didn't fit the criteria. You had to know at least something to match That And I thought that that was insane. Sometimes the will to help humans got to override the paperwork. Can you imagine being in the Milwaukee Police Department and, hey, this is a bad situation. I'm calling up and I'm being denied. The police department is being denied an Amber Alert because it doesn't fit the criteria. That's insane.
0: You raise a great point because the police department doesn't get to make this decision. The police department agrees with you in many of these cases that an Amber Alert should be issued and their hands are tied.
1: That's sad because, as an advocate that have dealt with these missing people, I I can understand the pain where there's an urgency to find out what's going on and let's send it send the Amber Alert. At least we got the child's name and the likeness. But sometimes that's all you have, and when they didn't do the Amber Alert, that's how I became uh, a huge factor because I had a huge following on social media. So I would post the child and the picture, and it would spread and go viral every time. Just because there was no Amber Alert. yep. So I think that this is a great thing that the senator is doing. Uh, she helped me with the green alerts uh, with uh, Corey Adams, who went missing here in Milwaukee, who was a veteran who couldn't get the service. And we decided not to ever allow a veteran that went missing to be without the resources. So we enacted the green. So alerts. that's what a green alert. That's is. where it came from. Corey Adams right here in the city of Milwaukee. And they're trying to adopt it in uh, Indiana right now. Sorry, really difficult situation in Milwaukee. And there was a shootout. Sixteen-year-old kid, twenty-one-year-old kid, right? 21-year-old kid, right. right? D- just terrible things. I- I'm not going to ask you specifically about the kids what they were involved in, but I do want to ask about the idea of turf wars, gang wars. What's mine is mine and not yours. How real is that in the city of Milwaukee? And is is that commonly what leads to a lot of these shootings in the streets? Well, a lot of this is ignorance, you know. Because really, if you look at you know the communities that we live in. We're mostly renters. OK, so we don't own a lot of the land or the houses or anything. So this is a delusional concept that comes with the modern day gang activities that this is my turf. This is my side of town and you're not welcome over here and things like that. And I've dealt with cases where family members or, you know, close friends have shot shot each other over these imaginary boundaries Uh, that they think that this is my side, this is your side, when they can't even collect rent, you know. So I think that when you hear stories like this, it goes into the delusion of what's mine and what's not, and what's yours and what's not, and this is my side of life and this is your side of life. And when you hear this, this is just tragic, and I think it has a lot to do with mental health as well. Because when I grew up, I was surrounded by gang activities. And one day, I went across the street and one of my friends, his brother was killed by a supposed gang member. So all this time I'm thinking it was somebody from the opposite gang. Well, it was his best friend. And both of them were claiming the same, you know, affiliation. Yeah. I said, well, how, well, how did this work? And I was like 10 years old like yeah. when I saw this. And my best friend, we were, you know, really good friends. And his brother got killed by his best friend. And I said, I don't want nothing to do with gangs. That's when I made my decision to because I grew up in the culture. So when I made that decision and not do gangs, it was because what's the benefit of being around people or claiming something and you don't get the benefit of those people. So to me, gangs are trash and they always been trash. And I don't know why America promotes these gang or social media. These algorithms promote these people with these gang mentalities. There's no snitching. Uh, I, the think music, it all, the, the, I think the music, everywhere. everything. So I think that it's all mental health. And I think that we need to start teaching people to get out of the illusion because that's all it is
0: so I didn't grow up in that culture mm-hmm. Was there constant pressure when you decided you weren't going to be part of that and in your neighborhood that was something that happened Was it difficult for you? I know you're strong and Pre- you didn't want to do it, but was there pressure Was it difficult? Were you well I was approached- a fighter
1: I was a fighter ain't nobody want to take my one two punch. You know, I fought a lot, you know, I don't talk about it because me and grandma grew up on North Avenue on Fifth Street and it was a lot of things going on. And, you know, when you're a kid, you just you're just in the environment you're in. You know, you you, you don't have a, a large understanding of what's going on in the world. So for a couple summers, I was fighting every day. So when I made the decision not to be a part of certain things, it wasn't too many people in my neighborhood that was going to challenge me on anything.
0: Would it be different today? With the gun culture different than it is um, when it was when you were growing up? I think
1: up? now people, I think it's more miscommunication now. People, nowadays you don't have to be in a gang. Milwaukee doesn't have a huge gang problem. I, I think that Milwaukee has a, a miscommunication problem and a mental health issue because you don't see it like L.A., the huge gang ideas, but you do see a lot of friends and people that are forming short clicks, small clicks, and then you know, creating rivalries with that, but really it's just mental health. And we don't know when you talk about the lead poisoning that's going on in the community, I always factor that in because there were eight thousand according to the city of Milwaukee, eight thousand youth poisoned, lead poison, severely lead poison. And nobody knows where these eight thousand youth are or what they're doing. Yep. So I would I, I, I for that situation with the double shooting, I would check if to see if those kids was lead poison.
0: <laughs> Tori Lowe, one oh one, seven the truth, one to four every day. Appreciate the perspective. Thanks, Tori.
1: Hey. Thank y'all for having. Me.